Hey, everybody. It's Anthony. Thanks so much for joining us here on Grace and Peace Radio. This week, I'm going to go backwards in time, and we're going to play the episode we did at the end of last year that we talked about uh, goals and goal setting and 2021. And then next week, we're going to pick it up again, and we're actually going to talk about how did we do with our 2021 goals, and what are we going to be doing for 2022, and how do we as Christians think about that? Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Share any goals you've got with us. You can email us at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. Amy says hi, and Lord bless you this week. And with that, let's replay the show. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Here we are, 2021. It's nice to actually put a different number next to the 20. Exactly. So, did you uh, did you have a nice New Year's? I did. I did. We didn't stay up till midnight. But no, we didn't. No. <laughs> we rarely do, but yeah, I don't uh, it was still on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't remember the last time we actually stayed up till midnight. No, if we did, it was probably by accident. But yeah, we don't. That is true. As as my mom would say, she says, the New Year's coming in whether I'm sleeping or not. That's right. <laughs> so That's right. Today, since it is New Year's, mm-hmm. we thought it'd be fun to talk about New Year's and not so much resolutions, but no. planning, goals. That's a better way to put it when you say planning. Don't like New Year's resolutions. That's just too commercial. Just seems trite. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's doing kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But goal setting's a, a bit different, I think. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about the idea of resolutions and the 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 worldly side of it mm-hmm. and i got to thinking here is why resolutions in and of themselves would be unbiblical okay, okay. for for a christian well for anyone a couple of reasons one they don't involve repentance true there's this moral aspect of I'm going to do better mm-hmm. in this thing, whatever it is, even if it's just exercising more, right? something amoral like mm-hmm. that, but there's no repentance to it. And oftentimes, if we're trying to break a bad habit, that's where it has to start. It has to start with repentance. Right. Admitting that we were overdoing right. something that was a good thing, but we took it too far. Right. You know, a couple of years ago... I just felt like I was I was too heavy. I just didn't like the amount of weight I had on. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me that I needed to repent for that. And then that really was the beginning of the process of God changing my, my mind, my heart on the whole thing. And mm-hmm. through that, I lost about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that was one example of where it starts with repentance. Another reason why resolutions are unbiblical is often they're self-fueled. They're not focused on God. They are us pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Right. Self-help. Self-help. Exactly. And 
which kind of reminds me of an old joke I wrote of the whole idea of going into a bookstore and going to the information counter and asking, where, where's the self-help section? It's <laughs> one of the few jokes I don't think you've actually told me that's, before. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones that I would like to work at a bookstore just for one day. Just to be able to use that. Exactly. Just so yes. I could just look look the, at them with this blank stare. Yes. And I can see I you doing that. Deadpan face. You. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You really, you really want to know. <laughs> but they are oftentimes resolutions. As we see so. them in magazines and sure. all, the end of year issues. They're, it's all about, again, this whole idea of I'm going to fix myself. Right. Fix yourself in the new year. Mm-hmm. And a third reason I, I thought of was oftentimes it's some kind of worldly goal. Now, it could be good. Like I said, it could be weight loss or something like that. But sometimes it's especially for especially for an unbeliever to invest time and effort and energy in a resolution. It's a bit like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, (laughs) because realistically, what good is it if you lose 20 pounds or 100 pounds or you start exercising more or mm-hmm. you do this or do that or what, whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. curse less, what, whatever it is. Right. What good is that if realistically you are headed for hell, mm-hmm. that you can die any moment, be it on the treadmill or eating the salad or whatever, and find yourself in an eternity in hell. That is true. So there's this cart before the horse mentality with resolutions that mm-hmm. is just unbiblical in that regard. Mm-hmm. So those are a few unbiblical things. By contrast, the, the biblical way of thinking about resolutions, if we're going to, is this idea of repentance. Mm-hmm. It starts with repentance. It starts with, you know, then it, then it's faith and it's leaning on God. Mm-hmm. Leaning on God, looking to God for the guidance and strength and you know, for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Right, right. And again, with the idea that first and foremost, are you born again? Mm-hmm. Are you a Christian? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you surrendered to Christ? Because if you're not born again, born from above, it's a waste. Mm-hmm. Don't, but don't bother. So this idea of, looking to God as our strength for the whatever the change is that we want mm-hmm. to do and being born again first. So that's some some thoughts I had about resolutions that are biblical or not biblical. Interestingly enough, we were in Olive Garden yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you caught the table next to us. Not a whole lot. I know there was a little kid that they kept telling him to stop standing up. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the other table. Oh, other table. Okay. Yeah, the table on the other side of us. Uh huh. To the to the left or your right. There was a conversation of about I don't know four or five adults, six. Adults, yeah, it was a bigger table. And mm-hmm. they were. One of them said. One of the men said that he's not particularly self motivated. For things. Oh, I think I did vaguely hear that. Yeah. And and then one of the ladies said, yeah, I'm not either. 
I used to be, but I'm not anymore. I used to go to the gym and all that, but now I mm-hmm. just don't care. Mm-hmm. And and I'm paraphrasing, of course. I didn't I didn't pull out my notebook and start writing it. <laughs> I didn't have my he didn't. Pod- emba- he did not embarrass me like that at all. Of no, that's I will, right. I will. Uh, I didn't bust out that. my podcast recording equipment. <laughs> and go, excuse yeah. me. Can you say that into the microphone, yes. please? I need this for right. tomorrow's episode. That's right. So it is interesting, though, that some people just are naturally motivated towards goals, and some aren't. And, and that honestly is me most of the time. I mean, I. I'm terrible at setting and or keeping goals. I always have been my whole life. Um, I, you know, maybe a few here and there, some under duress, like working on my master's degree after a few years, like, okay, I need to get this done. I just need to, you know, and my best girlfriend at the time said, she says, set a goal and get it done. She says, otherwise you're going to quit because that's pretty much where I was. And she was right. It really that really did make a difference. And and I say that with the idea that probably shouldn't get so wrapped up in goals that you lose sight of a lot of other things. But I can say that over the years, not setting goals and pretty much just going with the flow 99% of the time has not benefited me. It has probably hurt me more than it's helped. So that makes sense. And that's interesting also because you are great at meeting deadlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're great at tracking projects, tracking, you know, in your case, uh, student outcomes. Right. You're great at the mechanical, methodical, plodding through an administrative endeavor. Mm-hmm. And, f- and fixing a problem right. to a solution. And so if it's there and it's part of what's in front of you, you do it. Mm-hmm. If the goal is build this spreadsheet for this project or whatever, you, See, you do it. What's like in my case, a certain cohort of students, what do they have left? What are they missing? What do we need to do? They need to get done by such and such. And then right. I so figure when it's, that out. When it's delegated to you, Mm -hmm. you are great with it. But the idea of developing goals on your own, not so much. No. According to what you're saying. No, I'm I'm not. And it's like a few years ago when we had the opportunity to complete the biblical counseling exam. Um, Not going to get all the details of that, but it turned out that we had an opportunity to actually because we had moved to complete the exam and there was a specific deadline involved and it just so happened it was over my holiday break between fall and spring semester so I agreed to the challenge because you were doing it as well and um I got it done mm-hmm. yeah I I I set a timeline I Set right. aside the time that I needed, right. and I got it done. I was very pleased with that, too. Right. And for those who don't know, this was a series of essays that we had to write answers mm-hmm. to questions, and there were about 50 questions, something yeah. like that. It was a yeah. lot. It, it was a lot. It was a lot of research and a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just sign on and take this Yeah, test no, kind of not thing. at all. So, uh, but yeah, that that is a, an example of a goal, and yes, you you did hit that. 
so we we've established some of us are naturally goal oriented. I'm goal oriented. I'm not open ended. I have to have a goal. I have to have what what is the end? Mm-hmm. That's you have in to front have a deadline. At I, I was a talking specific about, deadline. Right. I was talking about this, for example, with my father a few weeks ago. My father's 89 years old. For those of you who don't know him, he's 89. Uh, he'll be 90 in this year, in November 2021. And he has played guitar all his life since he was, I don't know, 13 or something. I think he said, and I tried guitar. I picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down, played it, didn't play it. And I still like it, but I don't, I don't play it Mm -hmm. because, and, and, and he marvels at me because now I'm finishing up my second master's Mm -hmm. and, you know, I completed my bachelor's at 38. Then I got the master's five years ago, then I got the second master's, Lord willing, this coming May. And he marvels at me that I get these degrees and I take all these certifications and things for work and like mm-hmm. the biblical counseling and all that. I marvel at him because of what he does. Mine are goal-oriented. Mine have something at the end of it that say, done. Mm-hmm. I can't compute what he does, this idea of never mastering this instrument you never get to a point where you can say you're you're done you right know, I, I i've achieved this level mm-hmm. there's no in my mind the way my mind works i can't do that it's no because you want prodigy level right off the bat which well, I, do I do myself you i know. do but i'm also willing to work for it on goals mm-hmm. i mean I, if the goal is there i understand that there's a start there's a middle there's an end mm-hmm. yeah i would love to master something but but the point is, there's no end goal with playing guitar. Mm-hmm. There's no, you don't, you don't cross a finish line. You don't break the tape. You don't say, ah, I, that I, is I true. play guitar. Mm-hmm. I can't function like that. I have to have clear goals. So, so we see all these different ways that God makes us. Mm-hmm. So, in this episode, what we want to talk about is. This idea of what are some goals we can do for the new year, whether we are good at goals, like me, mm-hmm. or not good at goals. Like, like me. Yeah. So, and realistically, there's nothing in the Bible about New Year's. There's nothing magical no. about the new year. There's nothing that God says that we have to plan goals at New Year's. But it is a natural cycle of life Mm -hmm. you know it fits into that whole ecclesiastes three there is a season for everything kind of motif sure mine mine tends to be even more so around the start and end of a term Mm -hmm. because that's been my life for 25 years so i'll kind of do this whole nesting getting things organized before a semester starts as just a way of starting fresh right right and so with New Year's, it's a great time because everyone is naturally reflective. Mm-hmm. Everyone is naturally hopeful. I think so. You know, even the lost person is hopeful that the year ahead is better than the year mm-hmm. behind. Exactly. So it is a good time to reflect on these things. And so how can we do this? 
I was thinking of Proverbs 16, 9. And it says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Right. And so in his heart a man plans his course. It's okay to plan your course. Mm-hmm. You know, we see James saying he's not condemning the men who plan. No. He condemns the men who who, who plan, who say we're going to go here and do this and that and buy and sell, but they don't say if the Lord wills. Right. They don't leave their plans in the lap of the Lord. Right. They don't look to him. Right. So which goes back to the idea that in everything that we're saying today, in our whole conversation today, understand that at the very foundational level, the number one goal of every person should be to get right with God. Absolutely. That's number one year goal is if you're not right with the Lord Jesus Christ today, get right with the Lord. Be born again. Mm -hmm. Seek the Lord. And if you have any questions about that, email us at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. Go to needgod.com. There's resources there. There's all kinds of resources. And so that's foundational to every single human being. As far as beyond that, what what are some what are some categories of goals that we can we can plan for this year? I would think there are personal goals which might include physical things like exercise, watching what you eat, eating a little bit healthier. One of mine is to learn two new recipes a month to try to widen my cooking repertoire, which is pretty small. (laughs) Uh, I had to lose weight. So that tells you that whatever you do, it it must be doing some good. (laughs) Well, that's good to know (laughs) outside of starving you because I just don't feed you. (laughs) But so I would say personal goals. Another goal, which sounds pious, but I don't mean it that way. The idea of uh, holiness, you know, personal holiness. Yeah. I don't know where church attendance, service, being fed, serving comes into. I don't know what category you would put that under, but that would be part of it too, I would think. Which also goes to the idea of not binding ourselves with legalism, right? Absolutely. It's not the idea that I'm. If you attend Sunday school every day, every Sunday through the year, then... You're somehow holier than you were the year before. Right, exactly. Uh, Frankly, some of the most ungodly people are deacons or trustees and Mm -hmm. members of churches. Mm -hmm. And that's not a blanket statement, obviously. It's Right, no, it's just that... Human beings are human beings. Right. And it, th- those positions, those those opportunities don't make someone godly. Right. And of course, you know, I think of academic goals. I think of financial goals. It, really, True. it's the idea of, for the Christian, I see goals as stewardship. This is, this is an opportunity to say, Lord, True. how can I better steward my life that you have given me? Mm-hmm. My, my time. My time that you've given me, my mind, my 
resources. My resources, you know, the the money you've given, the all of it, mm-hmm. the energy I have. How can I ultimately love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others mm-hmm. better this year than even last year? Right, and do all things to the glory of God. Right, and one of the one of my goals is to spend more time reading one of the catechisms. You know, the Spurgeon has a Baptist catechism, and it's really based off of the Westminster catechism. But I want to read more of that. Mm-hmm. And it is this idea of what is the chief end of man? It's to enjoy God and glorify him forever. Mm-hmm. And so these goals that we think of ought to do that. Right. As we think of goals, th- those are how we ought to think of them. What What are the things? And this is a this is one of those things too, where as a Christian, we don't just think of them on our own. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you come up with goals. Ask the mm-hmm. Lord to to show you your heart. What are the things that, again, you need to repent of? Need to be more loving. Need to be more patient. Need to be more whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. giving, and strive to, to do those things. It, ultimately, it's how can we strive to be more like Christ? And I think in the area of time, because I know one of my my goals for this year is to make better use of my time in the evenings uh, for at least, say, an hour. I mean, there's rest is, re- rest is needed at the end of a day, especially when it's a busy work day and You've expended a lot of energy to do that well and correctly. But there's a certain amount of that time in the evenings that could be better spent than scrolling through Facebook and watching puppy videos, which I have a tendency to do too much of. Which, again, it's not that that's bad. No, it's not bad. But like anything else, it could be too much of a thing. Well, when, you know, when I'm laying in bed at night and working to go to sleep and I think over the evening, I frankly am a little embarrassed that, okay, that was what I spent, you know, two hours doing. It, it's just, I mean, I would have been better served in reading a novel or something. But, But my point being is that sometimes if you're really not sure where your time is going, track it for a week. I mean, I've done this with my students when I was teaching a freshman class. One of the exercises was they had to track their time for two weeks, which gets really tedious, so I wouldn't (laughs) suggest that. But honestly, you probably even could figure it out pretty quickly in a few days if you really were mindful and wrote down what you were doing my students were finding out just how much time they were watching TV, how much time they were on social media, how much time they were sleeping, and realized, wow, I actually have more time than I realized. Right. And we could do the same thing. Yeah. I remember years ago, this is really even before I was a genuine Christian, when I was really a nominal Christian at that Mm -hmm. point for those 20 years, and I got in the work world and learned about time management Mm -hmm. and different things. And then I picked up a a booklet 
which is a Christian booklet called Tyranny of the Urgent. Oh, right. Excellent little mm-hmm. booklet. It really and is. It does start you off with tracking your time. But the idea is that not everything is, not everything that is supposedly urgent really is. It's not even important. Right. Sometimes. Right. And, but anyway, that reminded me of of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, like I said, finishing my MDiv by May, that's, that's a goal. Absolutely. I've decided to start a 90 day Bible reading plan. Mm Mm-hmm. I try to read through the Bible once a year. Uh, a couple of years ago, it took me a little over a year, and I realized, you know, I'm just going a little too slow at this. In 2019, I did it in 10 months. and So that showed me I could do it. Then in 2020, we both did the one-year Bible where it lays out the readings every single day. So you are locked into this one-year thing. There's no Mm -hmm. reading ahead or whatever. It was good, but we both agreed that it goes a little bit too slow. A little too slow. Right. It slowed us down where we needed to slow down, and it was was definitely a good experience for the year. Yes. Yeah. And it was great to read it slowly. So this year, Mm -hmm. though, I do want to... Try to read a 90-day Bible reading plan, which you've already done. I did. I did actually did that uh, just before the start of 2020, and I found it to be, that was one of those things that it was a, a goal set that I really was anxious to achieve, and it was hugely beneficial. I, I really enjoyed it. It was work. I mean, I definitely took discipline, but it was good. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to do that, and then... Ideally, I'd actually like to try to do that four times this year. Read it ah, through four times. That, okay, that's that's a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I would like to try to do that. I'm currently in the midst of reading George Whitfield's journals. Mm-hmm. I'm only 130 pages in. I forget. I don't know. Maybe it's like 400, 500 pages. I want to finish that. I'm reading the a biography of. A pastor at Cambridge, Charles Simeon, in the late 1700s and early 1800s. I want to finish that so that I can read. There's a book by one of the students. Simeon used to have these sort of table talks with his students. Mm -hmm. And one of the students wrote down a lot of what he said. So I want to read that. But in order to read that, I want to really get a better feel for Simeon himself. So I want to do that. you know, the usual financial goals of saving more and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I noticed last year that, especially given the election, especially given the election, I wasted a huge amount of time on Twitter and particularly Twitter, Facebook, news sites. Mm-hmm. And so much... So much of what I read, as I look back, it was all speculative. It was, so much of it was chaff. Good word for it. So much of it was just a waste, just a colossal waste of my life. And, and I, I, I feel so bad about that because there were so many other things I could have been reading or doing or 
something other than wasting my time with that as much as time as I did. So this year, I really hope to do less of that. Mm-hmm. And again, it really does start with repentance. And true. even that, honestly, it's something I didn't even think necessarily that before we started recording, now that we have recorded this, it reminded me, oh yeah, I have to go back and repent for that to reset, to be able to go forward. So that is something I'm going to be doing. That is true. And that is a good reminder because I, I tend to not think that way. That, it, you know, some of these things that I have written down, they're not all of them, but for some of them, there is a certain amount of repentance that has to be right. done yeah. to move forward. Yeah. And then lastly, I want to just trust the Lord and, and wait on him more. And, and that really is where the trying to read the Bible in 90 days and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again comes in because I want to hide God's word in my heart. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of books in our house and a lot of excellent Christian books. Mm-hmm. And those are all through the providence of God. Right. But ultimately, none of them matter as much as hiding the word itself in my heart and applying it to my life and to our life and so on. And and so that's what I want to do this year. And of course, you know, be more prayerful, all those sorts of, of things that, you know, Christians ought to do. Right. That's all part of our sanctification. Yeah. So, so that's, those are some thoughts on goals and, and some thoughts on sharing some of my goals. What, what are some of yours? Well, I managed to write down 10. I'm not going to talk about all of them. That's pretty impressive for someone who doesn't usually have I goals. worked hard at this. Good job. <laughs> there was, well done. Thank you. There was, there was a lot of sitting staring at the notebook. So I thank you. I truly appreciate that. A couple things. Well, one I had mentioned, for those of you who know me, I'm not... I'm an okay cook. I, I get us by, you know, I have some things that I, I make well, but it's not something that's my thing in that I, oh, wow, I'm really excited about this new recipe. As Anth will attest, when we got married, I was perfectly happy eating peanut butter out of the jar and or eating a bowl of popcorn for dinner. So, Right, which is part of having lived on your own and then right. it's part of us. Really, it's just being the two of us. Right. So, that's yeah. it, too. So anyway, but go ahead. so anyway, so I want to learn my, my goal. I figure it's a, a modest goal is to learn two new recipes a month to cook and try. And I hope to add two. another thing is finish a booklet that I've been working on for off and on for about two years. I really want this year to be where I get it done. Uh, so that that's a big goal for me for this year. Another one is to truly be more open to whatever changes the Lord has in mind for this year, if if any, to just be willing to be willing. That's something that's hard for me. Change is hard for me. I tend to kick at the goads, so to speak, uh, on that a lot of the time. And I just want to be obedient. And so I, I want to be open to, to whatever that, that might be. I also want to work at being less angry in various situations, politics, coronavirus, nonsense. By the way, you mean like the, the politics of the coronavirus? Politics stuff. of the coronavirus, gotcha. the gotcha. election, yep. uh, you know, software systems, which I tend to get mad at the computer a lot. And that's a waste of time. And it generally wasn't 
righteous anger where that meant it was legit. It was just, as one might say, my Irish temper getting the best of me. And it's just not biblical. And it's not healthy. So it's sort of like you with getting away from Twitter and that I need to step back from from some of the stuff that's going on in the world and God's sovereign mm-hmm. and, and Good. really keep my hope in that. Uh, and again, like I said, make a better use of my time in the evenings. The idea of like at least an hour after dinner is done and cleaned up to where I, I do something productive, uh, work on my book, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, nonfiction sure. reading. I'm, I'm reading a history book right now. I just got for Christmas the new Elizabeth Elliot biography of Becoming who, who, Elizabeth. Who got you that? This wonderful man I know who just is such a good guy. No, I bought you that. <laughs> yes, my love, you did buy me that. And I was very excited. Okay. Very excited to get that. But I'm very excited to read that biography. So I thought you were referring to some other family member. Or something. Like, Wait a minute. Wait, that was me. So, so that's, you know, there's, there's a few other ones in there, but, uh, those are some of the, the highlights. Right. Right. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of this. It's natural that some of us are more goal oriented and some of us aren't, but think of it this way. The Lord himself is, he plans, he, I don't know if we can say he has goals, but he he works. I say he said he had he had work for for the father to do right while he was here on earth right. And so obviously the Lord, there were goals and yeah things to be accomplished right. in that time frame. And we just we see all through scripture. You know, we see in creation, God God works. God established work for us as a good thing and. These goals that we talk about, they are a form of work. They're a form of stewardship, and they're part of the whole idea of the image of God, being made in the image of God, is often overused. But the animal world doesn't have goals. The animal world doesn't reflect at New Year's and that sort of thing. So in this sense, it is sort of part and parcel of being made in the image of God. True. To to work, to steward, mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So hopefully that's been encouraging to you. I hope one of your goals is that you will keep tuning in to Grace and Peace Radio. Yes, we, we hope we, so. We certainly enjoy doing this for you. We certainly enjoy you joining us every week. And it is of it is one of our goals also to to keep doing this and say, Lord, what else can we talk about? What else, what do you have for us in the coming year for the show? Yes. And if there's anything that you all would like to hear us talk about, let us know. I mean, we could always use some ideas. Yeah, exactly. You know, we'll, we're going to be talking next week about, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about your, the books that you mm-hmm. like, the authors and everything. And mm-hmm. Now we're going to be talking about audiobooks. Right, because a listener was, was yep. kind enough to say that she enjoyed that podcast, but she does audiobooks. And I have another friend who does a lot of audio uh, listening to books. Right. So I'm going to do some research on that. Yeah, and which is interesting because you and I aren't particularly audiobook people. No. So this is, it, it gives us a neat opportunity to explore mm-hmm. 
an area that we haven't really delved into. Right. So that'll right. be that'll be fun. But I definitely well. see the validity of of audiobooks. Yeah, absolutely. For many people. Yeah. So that uh well, I'll save that story for next time. My I have an audiobook joke. <laughs> I'm but, shocked. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I'm going to save it for next time. All right. So so that's it. Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you in 2021. May you trust him. May you know him more than you do uh, right now. Um, and may we all grow in grace and in love and love the Lord Jesus Christ all the more as we see the day approaching. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life. <laughs>